Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. It's the spookiest chapter of the whole book. Do you know why? Hmm. Chapter 13. Oh. I know. Is it the last chapter? No, there's actually a 14th chapter, which I was, like, surprised because I thought that they would make it, you know. Okay. Yeah, I thought that they would make, like, the last chapter 13 because that just makes sense and it's spooky-wooky. Anyways, okay. Chapter 13. Sarah and Mary... Sarah and Mary, the first on the ratty mop and the second on an upright vacuum, dove towards Max and Allison. Max fled to the right and Allison to the left, splitting the two witches as they scrambled into the woods and tried to seek shelter among the trees. Winifred cackled, pleased that her sister had followed the instructions for once. Billy took a a step closer to her. He looked as if he was going to say something else. Uh, else spiteful but Winifred gave another sharp look uh, another sharp laugh before diving straight towards him Danny hidden in the open grave gave a frightened sworn shout Billy lifted his arms to grab Winifred's broom of the handle but he missed Winifred pulled up at the last moment and thrust her leg forward kicking him in the jaw his head flew off for the second time second time that night and bounced and rolled to a step several feet away in the woods, Allison slipped behind a huge pine tree as Sarah turned the corner and waited there until she was waited there until she was sure she was safe. After a few heart-stopping seconds of ducking and weaving, Max dove under the half-collapsed tree and she waited in the leaves until Mary swept past, calling out, "Sister Sarah, I lost our dinner." From her safe spot in Billy's grave, Danny peeked out from her fingers when Winifred led to the track led to track down her sister who was weaving through the woods calling for Allison and Max. Danny dragged herself out of the grade and hurried over to rescue Billy's head. Max and Allison stumbled out of the woods at the same time and each spotted each other from across the clearing. Max lifted his chin in recognition then headed straight for Billy Butcherson's grave. He froze so suddenly Allison almost crashed into him from behind. Danny had disappeared. Allison spotted Danny first and tugged on Max's sleeve. The youngest denizen was several several yards away. She gingerly picked up Billy's head and was offering it back to his body, which was desperately shuffling through the leaves and sticks. I think you dropped this, she said. As Billy reattached his head, everyone heard a familiar shout. Winifred reemerged from the woods and her sisters at her heels she aimed the broom down towards danny and billy and before max could run or even shout or even blink winifred had his little sister around the middle and was lifting her into the sky billy max and allison took off after them while binks watched hopelessly from where he stood beyond the grave before the grave bye bye big brother called winifred over her shoulder she soon pulled her robe, her robes of glass bulb filled with the green liquid. Then she looked at Danny and gritted her teeth. All right, you little trillimog. <laughs> Weird. Sarah and Mary waited, waited some distance away, celebrating their sister's success by spinning in a wide circle on their mop and vacuum. 
fingers barely touching. Hold on, Danny, called Binks, dashing over the rocks to give the stones to engrave stones in her direction. Winifred bit down on the bottle's cork and yanked it from the bottleneck. She spat it on the ground. This will teach you to call people ugly, she said. Open your mouth. Binks ran up to the sturdy branch. Oh, no. <laughs> How about no? Branch that Winifred had torn down only a moments before. He leapt from the highest point and knocked the, the vial from her hand. As Winifred reached out, he clawed her in the face and arm and sh- until she flung him away. Binks gave a yowl as he hit the ground, but he was on his feet in a moment and scrambling to, sh- the shel- to shelter under a brush. The, the potion bottle tumbled end over as it fell, but some had but somehow not dropped a liquid of the spell. Max caught the bottle, white smoke bubbling out of the top, smelling of saltwater taffy and pond scum. Ooh, saltwater taffy and pond scum. What's wrong with saltwater taffy? Mixed with pond scum. Oh, what's pond scum? Like the green algae that grows in pond. I know. Give me that vial, Winifred said. Max held it over his head. Put her down or I smash it. Smash it, she said, and she dies. Uh oh. Allison called his name and tried to run over to him, but Billy pulled back. He's got a plan, Billy whispered, I think. Max gave glared at Winifred and she would and she would kill his sister if the bottle broke, but he knew that if he handed it over just like that he'd kill her anyway, slowly sucking the life out of her in front of him just like Binks had told him she would do. Danny's life Danny's life force in front of him, just like Binks had told him. He couldn't be the one to sentence his own sister to that. He could do it himself, but he could do it himself. He lifted the bottle to his lips and took a long swig, swallowing the whole thing. It bubbled and burned as it went down her throat, his throat. Max, no, Danny shouted, but it was too late. Sarah and Mary froze, shocked by the turn of events. They waited for Winifred's reaction. Winifred gasped, recoiling as if she'd been burned. Then Max smashed the empty bottle against the nearby tomb and glared up at the eldest Sanderson. Now you have no choice, he said. You have to take me. Winifred descended. What fool are you to give up thy life for thy sisters? When Mary and Sarah heard Winifred's word, the two of them exchanged a look. As she neared the ground, Winifred released Danny and grabbed Max's collar instead. Danny collapsed, sobbing, and Billy and Allison hurried to help her. I know. Winifred, who Winifred, who was surprisingly strong, lifted Max by his shirt. His body began to glow, letting a golden pearlescent sheen that moved when he moved, but at a more leisurely rate. Winifred brought Max's face close to hers and opened her mouth. A narrow stream of light peeled off of the rest of him and coursed, coursed past her lips, down her throat. Max's eyes grew wide as far as he could feel the draining sensation somewhere in his chest. He felt also like he was growing older, as if each second were a lost year. The world suddenly, suddenly wasn't funny anymore. Distantly, he could hear Allison and Danny screaming. But he didn't know what to do about it. For some reason, all he could do was think of the red plastic car that he'd gotten for his fourth or fifth birthday. He'd raced, he'd raced around in it, pedaling that thing with his feet like the Flintstones and shouting that he'd be a race car driver one day. 
Then he thought about the day that Danny had been born and how his father had put the small little squirming pink thing in his hands and told, hands and told him that he had new responsibilities and that he'd have to look after his baby sister. She felt warm and comfortable and weighed settle around his shoulders. He thought about meeting Jack and hearing the Ramones for the first time and screaming at his parents when they sat him down and explained that his dad had taken a job on the East Coast in Salem, Massachusetts. And then he thought of Allison and her vases and her laugh and her their conversation in the sewers when she told him that she liked him better when he was around Danny and how he'd realized that he may have liked himself better than too. Max reached up and pushed Winifred's face away. She she swatted, swatted his hand first, but he tried with much force as he could muster as she turned her face and had to close her mouth that reminded max's that remainder of max's life force coalesced back around his body having having it closer to his skin made him feel more solid and more aware of his surroundings this gave max an idea and he heaved his whole body towards winifred scrambling her scrambling for her throat and digging his thumb into the hollow of it the witch gagged and pushed him back further, finally shoving him hard enough that he almost fell. He was left clinging to the handle of the broom only by his fingers. Max pulled down hard, flipping the broom, and suddenly Winifred was unseated and hanging by her fingers too. Scrambling to get a better hold on the prickly brush, hollowed ground, she said, desperately looking down, hollowed ground, sisters. Winnie called, Mary, I'm coming. The brunette sailed over the other children, not realizing that her vacuum cleaner's cord was dangling with, within their reach. Then Danny grabbed the plug by plug and dug her heels into the soft earth. Allison and Billy anchored themselves to the cord. Mary only made it a few more feet before the cord stopped her. Look, Pepe, you want to see the picture? Stopped her from going any further. She looked over her shoulder and let out let out a strangled cry when she realized what had gone wrong. That only made Allison, Billy, and Danny pull harder on the line. I'm going to teach you a lesson that you'll never forget, she said, Winifred said to Max as they both struggled to pull themselves back on the broom. They spun and spun as a like a top in the east. A silver of orange light broke the horizon. Winifred pulled herself back into the room, but, promised of, but the promise of sunrise gave Max a second burst of energy. Um, he had just had to wait for it to reach the tingling of his fingers. Sarah, Mary pleaded while struggling against the spiteful humans trying to drag her on the graveyard soil. Beneath her, the vacuum revved and whined. Sarah flew down and gasped, grasped her sister's hand, tugging, but Billy, Allison, and Danny had a better leverage. With each tug, they pulled Mary a little closer to the ground. Let go now, Allison shouted. They all did at once, and the, and the released tension sent Mary and Sarah spinning through the air. Winifred watched her sisters arc over the treetops, trying desperately to right themselves so, sh so that she didn't even notice when Max swung his body around to pull his weight, knocking her from her place on the broom. She hit the ground with a heavy thud. Max dropped down a few feet away panting. Winifred roared as she began to crawl towards him. Her movements were stiff and labored, though as if it were each additional pull of muscle 
and twist of the tendon was more and more difficult to control. Okay, but she's on hollow ground. What does that mean? Her long nails, as sharp as hooks and claws, dug into the earth each time she planted her hands, and each time she put them back in the earth, and, gra- and grass flew up and muddied her palms and wrists. <sighs> Max pushed himself away from her, but he was so, so tired. Gold light shimmered before his eyes. At last, Winifred grabbed him by the front of his sweater and stood up, struggling with her own feet, aching hips as she stood. <laughs> Puppies. That's the puppies. Um, she opened her mouth and sucked the life from him. But when Max looked down, he saw that the that she curled, wait, that the curled toads in her boots had begun to smoke and the harden to and harden to granite. The stone crackled over her skin from the soles of her feet to her calves and the knees and the stomach and the shoulders and the head until Max found himself dangling from the grasp of fingers of a furious statue. He wiggled out, ripping himself free. He grunted when he hit the ground, but the gold halo surrounding his body faded as the sun broke over Salem Harbor. A scrap of his shirt hung from Winifred's stone talion, flickering meekly, a flag of surrender. Above the ground, Sarah gave a squeak before bursting into a cloud of purple glitter, and Mary's jaw opened just as she exploded into a firework of red smoke. The mop and vacuum hit the ground with two distinct thuds. Winifred's statue began to quiver and then crack. With the burst, it blew apart, lighting up the world briefly with... Yeah, yeah, with lime green glow. Max sucked sucked in, disbelieving a, a disbelieving breath, and collapsed back. For a moment, his entire world consisted of pattering of his pattering heart, the sweet relief simmering through his head, and the morning's gray light. Spooky. Spooky. Uh, oh yeah, you have one more chapter though. Honestly, I feel like this is only a couple pages. I, should we just include it into chapter? This one? Because this one's only 13 minutes. We're just going to include it. Yep, chapter 14. Surprise! They got two chapters. Chapter 14. Max, from his place on the ground, buried his face into both of his arms. Max called a tentative voice, but he was still dazed and didn't know how to answer. Instead, he heaved himself into a sitting position and looked around the clearing, where nothing had been changed and everything... Where nothing had been changed and everything had been changed. The witches were gone, but there had been... (sighs) The witches were gone, but there had been witches. He was alive, which... But he nearly had his essence drained throughout his pores. And Danny... Danny, he said, turning down to try and find his sister. She was dashing down the low hill towards him. Max, she said, kneeling beside him. He thought he'd never hear her, her sounds quite so gentle. Are you okay? Yeah, he croaked. I think so. You saved my life, she said. The look at her small, surprised face. Well, I had to. I'm your big brother. She beamed. I love you, jerk face. I love you, too. Yeah, I love you, too. She threw her arms around her arms around his neck, and he wrapped one of his own around hers. Well, her back, not her neck. Her back, sorry. Come on, Danny said after a few seconds. She helped him to his feet and led him to Billy's grave. Winifred's ex was already climbing back into 
into his broken coffin. Allison walked over and slipped an arm around Max's shoulder, and she she felt solid and stable and real in a way that seemed to, to escape the rest of the graveyard. And even Danny, who was helping Billy get settled into his coffin. Max wound his free arm around Allison's waist. It all really happened, didn't it? He asked her. She squeezed his arm. Yeah, she said. The black flame candle, the Sanderson sisters, his almost kiss with Allison until his parents, uh, uh, in his parents' still-packed kitchen, Binks and Billy and Danny's kidnap and rescue, Max's own life drifting into the witch's angry mouth before his eyes. All of it was real. Despite how unbelievable the night had been, Allison made him feel grounded just by standing next to him. In fact, having Allison close to him made him think that he could take on the world, at least if he had her with him. He looked back at the broken remains of Winifred's statue and realized that maybe they already had. And maybe they would have it again, but it wouldn't be so scary the second time around. Bye, Billy, Danny said as she reached for his coffin lid. Have a nice sleep. Hey, Billy, Max called. Billy Butcherson paused and gave Max an unexpected look. Thanks, said Max. Allison waved goodbye, and with a small smile on her face, Billy waved in return and then stretched his whole body with a big yawn and dropped into the remaining of his be- remains of his bed. Danny looked around. Binks, she said. Where's Binks? She broke away from Max to track down the cat, but what she found brought her to her knees. No, she said, gasping. Binks's body lay still and lifeless at the foot of a leafless tree. He's gone, said Danny. He's gone, Danny, Allison said softly. But he can't die, remember? Danny touched his narrow shoulders. Binks, she said. Binks, wake up, like last time. When he didn't move, she broke into a fresh wave of sobbing. Come on, Binks, come on, Binks's voice, though it wasn't coming from the cat. Please don't be sad for me. Allison, Max, and Danny looked around. A few feet away stood a young man, likely Max's age, wearing a billowing white tunic that was open at the collar. The warm light of daybreak filtered through his skin and his clothes as if he wasn't entirely there. Binks, is that you? Danny asked. Yeah, said the ghost. His dark blonde hair was pulled back and, a, and tied in a short tail, and, she, and he was smiling. The witches are dead. My soul's finally free. She took a deep step, took a step towards him. You freed me, Danny, Binks said. Thank you. He looked from her, from her to her brother. Hey, Max, he added. Thanks for lighting the candle. Max snorted. Anytime. Thackeray, the asker of the semi-translucent of oh, the asker was a semi-translucent little girl in a white dress and a white cap she peered around the trunk of the tree thackeray binks she called it's emily said binks looking back at his new friends and smiling he leaned down and gave danny a kiss on the cheek i shall always be with you he whispered danny nodded and with that binks took off and joined his little sister hugging her and taking her hand Thackeray Binks, what took you so long? She asked, gazing at him. I'm sorry, Emily. He said that the pair walked off in the sunrise in the direction of the large iron gates and they had come uh, to the cemetery. I had to wait 300 years for a virgin to light the candle. As Max, Allison, and Danny watched them go, Max placed a hand on Danny's shoulder and put her 
a little closer to him. He'd never forget Binks's caution to look after her. The figures of Thackeray and Emily dissolved into the light shadow and a trick of the sun through the autumn leaves, and Max crouched to give Danny a big hug. She giggled before pushing him away. So, Allison said, bumping into Max with her hip, did I make a believer out of you? They both laughed. Yeah, Max said, I guess so. It was hard to tell who who started the kiss or how long it lasted, but as soon as they came up for air, they dove back in. Max cupped... Ew. Ew. Max cupped Allison's face in both of his hands and Allison pulled him in closer. Danny gave him a few Danny gave them a few seconds of privacy before clearing her throat loudly. <clears throat> Can we go home? she asked. I am tired and I haven't gotten a single piece of candy tonight. Max laughed and pushed her ahead of him as they all headed back to the family car. Sure thing, kid, he said. I'm glad you saved me, Max said Danny, as if she'd actually been debating the pros and cons. Now I get to bug you for years and years. Allison laughed at Allison laughed at that, which made Danny laugh too. Max knitted his fingers through Allison's as they followed Danny out of the uh, Danny to the graveyard gate. Can't wait, he said, and he meant it. The end Well, I think everybody's seen the movie a million times, but I want to watch it again. I cannot wait. Hey, did you notice that the front... Well, I'm sure you did. It has, like, zodiac signs. Yeah, and it also has Gemini. And it has Leo. Mm -hmm. Which one? Oh, my gosh. Look, we're on either side of this. Boop, boop. Cool. It doesn't have all of them, though. It has Gemini, Leo. And then it has the girl sign. Right? That's the girl sign? Uh, I don't know what... Interesting. Cool. All right. That's a wrap, people. Spooky, spooky, spooky season. Woohoo.